0: Welcome to episode one of Paranormal Noise, where the paranormal
1: is discussed
0: by the abnormal. I'm LC, And I'm Kenzie. Since this is our
1: first podcast, we want to give you a general idea of what we're about. I've been drawn to the paranormal since I was a kid, and I wanted to create a podcast about the paranormal, so I asked Kenzie to counterpart me. Here we are. We will be covering a variety of topics, such as New England encounters, personal experiences, local ghost tales, true ghost stories, and maybe movies based on true stories.
0: Today, we are talking about the infamous Amityville Horror House.
1: It has some interesting aspects to it. Uh, For those of you that don't know the history, it actually started when the DeFeo family lived in the home. So back in 1974, Actually, it was uh, November 13th, 1974. Six members of the DeFeo family were murdered. And Ronald DeFeo, who was one of the sons, was convicted of second-degree murder in November 1975. The story goes that he shot and killed the rest of his family with a 35 Marlin rifle. He was 23 years old at that time. He's currently still serving in six 25-year life sentences. Where is he serving at? I don't know where he currently is. But he is in New York State somewhere. That is correct. He had claimed to have heard voices telling him to kill his family, but his story changed tons of times over the years. And one of the things I had learned was that Ronald was on drugs and he was a chronic heroin user. So that kind of makes it even more interesting. If he was on drugs, what exactly was he hearing voices because of these drugs?
0: I think what we should also point out what is even more interesting is that the sister that he claims, I don't think we have her name, um, but the the sister that he claims that helped him in the murders at one point in one of his stories claims that she was also a drug user, actually a LSD user, which um, created some dysphoria or dysfunction in the family due to her use and I believe it was
1: one of the one of his stories he was claiming was that he saw a black cloaked demon and this demon handed him the shotgun and told him to kill the family. A lot of people believe that this demon was the sister who was the drug user as well. Uh, So that kind of puts an interesting twist on it because she ends up dead. Uh, One of the tales was that, or theories was that she was mad at her parents because her parents hated her boyfriend at the time. Maybe they thought he was supplying her drugs or whatever.
0: I think, I think it was proven that he was supplying her with drugs, which was causing the um, disruption in the family.
1: Yeah. And she wanted him to move into their house with them. Correct. Oh, how common that kind of thinking was back in the 70s you know what i mean like
0: how welcoming that would have been anyway can't comment on that not, yeah. I, don't, I don't remember how old she was so the neighbors claim that they never heard gunshots the night of the murders really what's interesting to point out is that the houses are actually very close together um if you look up on google maps they are not that far apart and also um during our research we had youtube the firing of this same exact model of rifle, and it was extremely loud. And not being able to hear it, I don't know what it, it's, it's hard. It's hard to believe.
1: Uh, you would have heard it. You you would have heard it a mile away. I mean,
0: especially six times.
1: Yeah, it, it, it's insane that they claim to have not heard it at all. And the fact that no other family member had woken up. Right. So let's say the the sister was this demon he saw. She gave him the shotgun. Um, some of the theories were that she originally killed the parents and then gave him the shotgun. Maybe she was trying to set him up as the one who killed the parents instead of her, uh, and it kind of backfired on her because it seems like he was so high on drugs that
0: he went and killed everybody else. But it still comes back to the fact that people still would have woken up, even a child. Because if a child can wake up during a thunderstorm, they're going to wake up to a shotgun that's going off in the next room to them.
1: Yeah, that was also odd. Um, It was noted that all the bodies were found in the same position. I I don't understand how somebody would stand near the body and um,
0: confine somebody. In
1: those same exact positions.
0: I believe, though, that they did prove that he had arranged the bodies afterwards, but they still never gave the project, the trajectory of where the bullet had hit the body. Like, did all the bullets enter through the back? They don't really clarify that, but they did say that he did arrange the bodies to be facing down.
1: Good point. I don't know if they had that kind of ballistics back in the seventies. If they were into the whole, <laughs> you could easily entry wound. Exit wound you can easily tell then. where a
0: bullet enters and where it exits. Oh yes, was also a shotgun. So, you can still tell where it's going to enter because if uh, a shotgun doesn't exit, there's only one bullet hole in the body. There's only an entrance hole. No, wasn't it, was it a buckshot?
1: Wouldn't it have been buckshot. I don't think anybody ever said. I don't know. If if he used buckshot rounds, I'm not that familiar with that kind of
0: rifle. We'd have to uh, look into that and see what we uh, pull up on it. Okay, so let's look at this from two points of view. Let's say he did hear voices. Let's say everything that he said in his original statement was true, that there was a black cloak figure that came and gave him the gun and did all this stuff. Let's say this actually happened. How can we prove that this actually happened the way he says
1: on a spiritual level is what you're saying
0: paranormal spiritual
1: level yes a paranormal event took place prove it today or if we're in the moment back then in the 70s
0: the overall of it like what was the purpose of the spirit coming to ronald and telling him to do this what was the point of it all Well, I would
1: assume that a lot of people would say it was an evil spirit or a demon. And what drives a demon? I guess to do evil things, to get you to supposedly sell your soul
0: to Satan, buy a one-way ticket to hell, I guess. Uh, They did um, say that the property was originally a, a hospital or something.
1: There were claims that the house was originally built on a site where Shinecock I don't know if I'm pronouncing this right, Shinecock Indians abandoned their mentally ill in their dying on that site.
0: I wonder if that was public knowledge at the time that the murders had taken place or um, at the time that the new owners had purchased the house.
1: I, I don't know if that was revealed or if that has to be revealed. I do know that if you're purchasing a haunted home, it has to be revealed that the home is haunted.
0: But you have to also take into account that that was back in the 70s, different laws. They may not have had that law.
1: That, that's that's correct, but we're not really getting into that right now at this point. So the Shankog Indians were a tribe of the Algonquin-speaking Native Americans, and they were based at the eastern end of Long Island two thirds of the native population died due to smallpox epidemic in 1658. I also found that the tribe was headquartered in Sulphur County and Amityville is a village in the town of Babylon inside Sulphur County. So there are dots there to be connected, um, whether or not that this site has hauntings based on these native Americans. We couldn't really say, uh, like, what would be the intention of a Native American spirit showing up and giving this man
0: a shotgun to
1: off the rest of his family.
0: Let's also make note that the meaning of Babylon um, in Akkadian language means gate of the gods. So given that interesting
1: information, one could say that sacrifices were made to gods that night the night of the murders that's a good that's a good theory otherwise if it was an angry native american spirit they could just be angry based on the history of the native americans and how they were treated and they didn't want uh, the white man on their land it's
0: surprising that i uh i wonder if a um what do they call that Like a land survey, or what do they call that when they look for bodies? When they look for bodies? Yeah, like they survey the land, there's a term for it. I didn't know that they looked for bodies. I mean, like, when they look for buried bodies under the ground and stuff. What was the uh, demon (laughs) comments that you had about this?
1: Well, let's just say, aside from a Native American spirit, or an evil spirit, uh, most people would assume it was a demon that had come to him. So if it was a demon, like what is
0: what is the point of it all? Funny how Ronald had never said there was a name to this demon. Usually in most stories that you hear, people who say they claim that they see demons or demons make them do something, um, the demon has a name. I can't recall of a specific story at this time, but Usually they give a name.
1: Yeah, I understand what you're saying. Because that's what you you hear in a lot of stories. Because as it comes across, that demons want the notoriety of it all. They want you to know their name. So they would definitely want to take credit for something like this.
0: I don't believe the fact that it was a demon. Me, Me, me personally, I do not believe that it was a demon. Was he influenced by spirits? Sure, he was on a lot of drugs his mind is in his mind and his brain is open up to gates that we don't typically have he was on drugs probably suffered from other mental issues we don't know um the headspace he was in the mindset that he was in probably op- opened him up to many spirits um especially if this was on a known site for mental mentally ill people i believe that he could have just been influenced as for any specific demon i don't know it's hard to say since he was such a heavy drug user especially of heroin. Yeah, I
1: I agree with what you're saying. I get it. It's a good point. I myself I'm not for the demon theory as I do not believe in demons myself. Uh, I'm not saying they don't exist. I just uh, I don't believe in them. They're not uh something I've ever believed in actually. So
0: so let's say I I believe that everything happens for a reason. So if Ron DeFeo had not murdered his family. Who would know about this house today? Who would know about this site? Who would know about this story? Who would know about this family? Nobody. So let's say he was influenced by spirits to kill. By doing that, you are creating a forever memory. You're creating you are creating something that can be forever remembered. Everybody everybody is going to remember not ever actually everybody. But people are going to remember The Amityville Horror House. People are going to remember the movies, the book, the numerous documentaries. They're going to remember because of all this stuff happened. If he had not killed his family. If that house was not bought by another family and they had not experienced this stuff. No one would remember this house. No one would remember spirit. I think it's something to really kind of think about. And just take a step back and kind of analyze that aspect of, of that.
1: Yeah, I I could see that it was, it was done to create a a larger awareness that that's very possible, but there are so many other paranormal aspects that it could have been. I mean, we have possibilities of shadow people and skinwalkers. I mean, who's to say his, his sister wasn't Mm -hmm. mimicked
0: by a Mm skinwalker and then appeared before him. Because it brings me back to also the um the discussion about not hearing the gunshots, so let's say spirit took over, and they kept all that noise in the house they let's let's say for a visual picture, they created a bubble around that house where no noise could escape it.
1: All you can picture is the big Harry Potter bubble right now. there was a bubble in harry potter yes when they when they, when they lifted their wands up to create the big force field around.
0: Okay, let's think. Let's think, of the, uh, let's think of the of the Harry Potter <laughs> protective bubble. So, well, let, yeah. Let's let's say Ronald DeFay was a big Voldemort in this in this scenario. <laughs> okay, but seriously though, let's say that spirit created that that bubble per se, and that no sound could penetrate outwards, so that police couldn't be called so that everything that spirit wanted to happen came to fruition because they intervened how else can you explain that nobody not a soul heard one single gunshot and there were six gunshots according to according to my knowledge according to what we've read right it makes sense
1: for it to have been something paranormal in order for the deeds to be done Because, like you said, regardless of a neighbor hearing, which the neighbors were very close to, you have, like, there was two kids in a couple of rooms, you know, uh, two brothers. Their beds were, what, maybe six feet apart, maybe eight feet apart. You're telling me they didn't wake up when the other one was shot? It's
0: It's odd. And let's point out that their toxicology reports from, from their autopsies did come back as nothing in the system to as a sedative to mm-hmm. make them sleep or be asleep or be knocked out. Granted, there's probably a plethora of drugs back then that they didn't test for, that they didn't have the means to test for. I mean, there's a lot of variables to that. Um, I don't know the, the full uh, details of what they were capable of back in the 70s, so... But it is interesting to point out that their toxicology reports did come back negative.
1: Yeah, yeah, because I thought it was strange. And you remember he, reading or hearing that he had killed them elsewhere and then put them in the beds? Or did he kill them in the beds and just flip them over and place them in those positions?
0: Unless well, I had pointed out earlier and said that they were pla- he had admitted to placing them in those positions. Okay. Because I, I remember that... Um...
1: There was just so much blood. I believe that they, they all figured out that
0: they were killed right there in their beds. I have a hard time believing that he could have murdered his whole family elsewhere. Because it was never right. Never said that the whole family had gone out the previous night or day or, or morning or whatever. And then they all come back dead. Because he had killed them out on this family outing. Nothing, not, nothing of that was disclosed. No, not at all. But I was
1: just... Just pointing out the fact that they had to have been shot right there in their rooms, right well, next obviously. to each other. Yes. It's not like he took each one of them at a time down the basement, shot them there, and then brought them all the way back upstairs. Because that would have been like a big mess to
0: clean up. I still believe that you would have been able to hear the gunshot even in a basement. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I wonder if it's ever discussed or disclosed that he had any hearing damage after that. I, believe, I think, and I could be very wrong on this, let's say for argument's sake, that he took the family down to the basement one by one, apparently not drugged, and just shot them one. How are you going to get them down the basement one by one? Are they all just going to stand there and wait for you to shoot them? The whole probability of this is just, is just insane to be accurate. And like I said, if he's going to be down in the basement, he's going to shoot them. As loud as that gunshot was that we had watched on YouTube, there's no way he wouldn't have hearing damage from that close range, especially in a small, compacted basement. Right. I mean, he should have suffered some hearing damage shooting them in the bedrooms. It's all speculation. Could be wrong. I don't know the full details or anything about the, the rifle. But if we take it back to the spiritual level, that spirit intervened, could spirit have taken over the bodies of the sleeping victims and put them almost in a comatose state while he did what he had to do? I believe so, yes.
1: So then we can talk about the reality of the situation. What uh, most people believe, you know, he did it. And yeah, he was under the influence of drugs. So heroin. I don't know how, I don't know a lot of details about taking heroin. So, like, would it make him, like, visually see shit? Hallucinate?
0: Yeah. Possibly. But, like, I don't have a lot of, I have zero experience
1: with heroin. <laughs> right. I mean, and they didn't disclose, like, this documentary that we have watched. They just said he was on drugs. Um, We had to do further investigation to see that he was a heroin user. But they never did disclose that, yeah, he did heroin
0: that night. Maybe he did a buttload of drugs that night. We don't know. I still think that the argument, the paranormal versus actual common sense argument of Mm -hmm. it, I think the paranormal argument argument is a lot bigger than what the non-paranormal argument could be.
1: Right. Yeah, I agree. Because there, there's a lot to... There's a little bit more to the reality, too. I like think they say they think he had a, a second person was involved. I guess recently they found an old handgun that was thrown into the river or down a drain and ended up in the river recently. It was in the
0: river. They had found it. Um, I'm not sure when they had found that. I don't know if it was within the last... Semi-recently. Yeah, last
1: 20 years or so. I can't remember when, but they they tied it to him. I can't remember how they they tied it to him, it was so close to his house, I I don't know, or that there was one
0: missing, maybe, But it's family owned. But still, bullet ballistics still should have come back as saying that each gunshot wound was made by that Marlin. Right, but
1: here's my point, there was a second person there, they were holding that revolver or whatever handgun up to these people's heads, telling them to be quiet while he shot them with the shotgun. Don't move. And then that that's how they kept them still, maybe. that That's just a theory in there. Yeah,
0: that's true.
1: And it's like most people, most people that are pinched for something are going to rat out somebody else that are that's involved. Most people are going to do that. He never said anybody else was involved, except for this figure that came to him.
0: But his story does change multiple times. We're saying that a figure was involved, and then that his sister was involved, and it's you can't believe a lot of what the man is saying just because he is a pathological liar.
1: That's very true. And also through the grapevine, I have heard stories that he admitted to killing his family on
0: on his own accord without any other influence. Still comes back to me to the fact that those gunshots were not heard. Yeah. That to me is the biggest cliff note.
1: Of this entire story. I know it it makes no sense. I mean, less people in the seventies. The DeFeos were this big Italian family. I don't want to be stereotypical here, but they made it sound like they were into business. Um, I don't know a lot of details about the father. Maybe he was involved in some bigger stuff. You know what I mean? And in the seventies, things were going on. People were more uh, tight lipped and maybe they didn't want to say anything. Maybe they were scared
0: possibility but it's still not something they touched on a whole lot of
1: no not at all because why would they that would that would just be admitting to there being these crime bosses out there
0: in Long Island though.
1: that's close to the city
0: Mm -hmm.
1: I guess I am not well versed in in that (laughs) that's just an idea I mean who, who knows like why else Because, okay, Ronald was the last one left of that family. Mm -hmm. He's going to jail. He's guaranteed going to jail. These people aren't saying a word. So either, yes, something paranormal happened and they didn't really hear anything at all. Or they did hear something and they were scared that somebody else would come after them. Also ties in the possibility of a second person being there.
0: I wonder how big the occult was or like... Like today's, today's age, it's it's easy to come up with descriptions of demons, angels, spirits, ghosts, what, what have you. Whereas back in the 70s, people, I don't believe, at least in, in my opinion, I don't believe people were as imaginative because it wasn't something as common as it is now. Granted, I don't know what he was into. I wasn't born in the 70s. I don't know how life was in the 70s. I'm just, just an observation.
1: I'm not sure either. I can't remember if they went into their religious history or not. I mean, the family was Italian. It's safe to say that they were Christian or Catholic. Catholic, definitely. Of the the choice. Um, As far as I know, they never went into Ronald's religious beliefs at all. So let's say he was Catholic. So he would have automatically believed in angels and demons. True.
0: That's a good point. So I think we've covered quite a lot on the DeFeo family for this episode. Uh, Next time, we are going to talk about the
1: Lutzes. So tune in for episode two about the Lutz family who purchased the Amityville Horror House and gave it the infamous name. Keep it spooky, guys. And stay abnormal.
0: For more of our content, you can visit us online at Paranormal Noise on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube and at Paranormal Noise Podcast on Instagram and TikTok. All
1: topics discussed in our Paranormal Noise Podcast are for entertainment purposes only. All views and opinions expressed in this podcast are ours and do not represent the opinions of any entity whatsoever with which we have been, are now, or will be affiliated. Any content provided by our guests is of their opinion, and is not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, or anyone or anything.